Well, hello and welcome to another edition of Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham, where Team Needham discusses everything healthcare. I am your host, Sean Needham, along with my wife, who will be down here shortly, and we are streaming live from the Moses Lake Professional Pharmacy Studio today. Uh, we have the opportunity of, of interviewing Sean Lloyd on today. He has an incredible weight loss journey. I thought it'd be a great time to discuss his weight loss journey uh, first of the year, since there's many New Year's resolutions going on. He was on our podcast last year, and he has lost, I believe, over 100 pounds or right at 100 pounds. And yeah, a little over 100 pounds, yes. Okay, awesome. And he is going to be uh, discussing his story, um, and I'm super excited because he's been through another health journey recently, and we're going to be talking about that journey. So uh, without further ado, um, Sean, Happy New Year, and welcome back to our show. Yeah, thanks for having me, Sean. It's great to always be on your show and talk to you and hopefully help your viewers out and kind of inspire other people from what I've been through in my life. I love it. Um, give me the little rundown of what was the point where you decided, hey, I've had enough. I'm going to change my life. It was at the turning point where when I had bad days or good days, my go-to was to go get cheeseburgers and pop and and just junk food. And I, my weight skyrocketed to 330 pounds. And I just looked in the mirror and it's like, one of the pictures that you see on the bottom right is when I was 330 pounds and people like, I, I didn't know you're that heavy. And it's like, yeah, I carry it well, I guess. But I was just to the point where looking in the mirror, I didn't like how I looked. I was not happy. I was getting winded by playing with my daughter and I couldn't keep up. And and I just, I didn't like who I was. So I needed to change. And here's, it, it, how about this picture, Sean? Was that, is that about when you were 330? Yep. Just about, yeah. That was probably the summer of when I was like, I can't do this anymore. Just large face, the gut hanging out and just, yeah. So there, and that was a size 3X shirt and a size 4X overshirt. Wow. And um so give us a little background about what you did to lose the weight. So really, I, I did a lot of different diets. I tried a lot of different things. I did keto and just other things, but nothing really worked because I didn't really understand how the concept of all they work. So I really had to almost dumb it down to a scientific experiment for how I, my body works and found out how much calories I need to eat per day to lose weight, how much do I need to work out. So I really changed everything I cut out sugars, pop, carbs, uh, not carbs completely, but I got all my carbs from healthy sources, you know, like veggies, um, switched to lean meats, no processed foods, no alcohol. And then I was working out, you know, one to two times a day, six to seven times a week. Um, and a lot of it was just much as I can do is just bicycle on a bike. Cause again, I was overweight. Um, but that's really how I did it, is just eating correctly to my body. So what weight are you at now? Right now, um, I'm at 200 and I did it the other day, 226. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Good for you. So on this journey, I know there's probably setbacks because, you know, we have to be realistic. So what was the hardest setback that you had? The hardest setback is we're emotional beings, right? Things happen. And, you know, sometimes in life, when you go through an emotional trauma or something happens, you kind of go back to your old habits. And sometimes I even to this day, like, hey, if I have a really stressful day, 
I, my mind will crave, like, I want to go get a cheeseburger. I want to go get some pizza. I want to have something to eat because those, those type of food sources, they're very addicting. There's a lot of sugars in it, carbs in it. Your body releases endorphins. You feel good when you eat it. Then you feel like crap later. So that's kind of the biggest setback is making sure that I'm not doing those same type of activities and making sure that I'm cognizant of it and kind of telling myself, no, I don't want to do that. I'm going to eat something different early, or I'm going to go do something differently to relieve my stress. So that's been my kind of setback for the last two years since I've lost my weight. It's just making sure that I don't fall into those bad habits again. How has your relationship changed with uh, friends or family at all? Can you speak to that? You know, and this is a very sensitive subject for society, I feel that when you are overweight, obese, um, you don't get as much as attention. People don't take you seriously. You don't get a lot of respect, I feel. Um, and then when you lose weight and you look better, um, and it could be an aspect of confidence as well that goes with it, um, but I feel like you get seen more when you look better and look a certain way. And that is unfortunate in today's society how that actually does work, um, but it is definitely a side effect that I get better reception, more respect, better attention than I was before, which helped me out tremendously personally wise in my own relationships with my family, my friends, and in business as well. Janet, you had a question? Well, I just, I, I sometimes coin this to people that loving yourself first before others can love you. And I think that's part of what you're describing. It may be a society thing, but I think we project how we feel too. That's uh, true. And so um, if we're projecting that we feel better and, and, and we are engaging with other people, that does bring others into our, our life as well in a positive way. So I think there's both things that. happening. So tell us a little bit before the show, we were talking, um, Sean, and we discussed, we were discussing you're supposed to love your body. Some people would give you a bad time about losing weight or maybe even going through the surgery, which we're going to get into a little bit later. Um but you're supposed to, we're just supposed to love our body um, no matter what. Is that correct? Tell so, that. yeah. So actually, you know, I've been very transparent about what I've been doing in my life. And I've had people decide to reach out to me either through comments or direct uh, messaging through Facebook or other social media and tell me that I'm setting a bad example, that I just need to love my body instead of trying to change it. And I'm like, you know, and a lot of it does come from, uh, you know, I'll just say it from females that, Hey, you need to learn to love your body. And I'm like, well, I, I do love my body. That's why I've lost all the weight. That's why I'm working out. That's why I have all these goals, but I have residual side effects of losing all my weight. And so I'm getting rid of it and I got rid of it. So to tell me to love my body is I think incorrect because I do love my body. So I'm willing to go through all of this struggle, pain and commitment to turn it to how I want it. And I think telling people to love their body in my mind is a little bit toxic, a little bit. Um, you know, you can learn to love yourself, but if you want to change yourself, then everyone should be accepting of that and not try to change your mind that you need to learn to love your body first. I, I agree with you. And it looks like you have a you have some fan fan base out there, and they're saying hi to you. So you want to say hi back to Steve and Jeanette? McKinney? Yeah, that's that's my assistant. She should be working. 
<laughs> oh, she's busted watching. Yeah, she should be working. What are you doing on Facebook, Jeanette? She's probably saying, hey, I can work while I'm watching. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I'll check up on it and see what kind of work she got done. Well, I, I think you hit on a coin in our society. It's it's also, it isn't just loving your body. It's also, there's there's things along the way that you described that have made it better for yourself in other areas of your life and emotional and mental health is one thing that you touched on. And I think some of that comes from you being able to feel confident in your own self that you've been able mm -hmm. to achieve some goals that you set for yourself. And that is loving yourself. Correct. And it may not be in the ruler of what they've lined up for themselves, but sitting down and saying, Hey, this didn't work. What can work is a form of love because you're looking at yourself first and saying, mm -hmm. what isn't working and what am I doing to get in the roadblock of, of achieving this goal? And, and goal setting is a positive thing for all of us. I mean, we don't have to have the same goal, but not setting any goals I is kind of, um, it's kind of sad in some ways. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people say they want to do this or do that, but it really comes down to, are you writing down your goals? Are you creating those goals? And if those goals are pretty high to obtain, so like for me, when I first started trying to lose weight, I was like, okay, I want to lose this. I want to do this, but it was a large goal. So I had to break it down in the smaller goals. Like, okay, I need to stop drinking soda. I need to stop eating these type of foods. So I broke it down in the smaller steps to get to that larger goal. And a lot of people just create these huge obtainable goals with they are attainable, but you just need smaller steps to get there first. Did you really have a goal to lose a hundred pounds at first? Nope. I just, I my so. goal was to, to look better, feel better and just completely change who I was essentially. So I didn't right. know how much it was that I was going to lose. And I'm still not done, I feel. I feel like I I'm going to lose a little bit more again after we talk about the next thing. But yeah, it was not my goal to lose 100 pounds. Yeah. And you have to, like you say, you got to write them down and it's baby steps. You don't just say, well, I'm going to lose 100 pounds this year. Well, how are you going to lose 100 pounds? Like you say, cut out the soda, cut out processed foods, do all those things. There's baby steps along the way and how mm -hmm. you're going to lose the weight. And you really have to, okay, well, this week I'm going to lose two pounds. Next week, I'm going to lose two pounds. You know, I'm going to lose, you know, 20 pounds for the month or whatever that 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 might be. Those are goals you have to set out rather than just saying, I'm going to lose 100 pounds because it sounds insurmountable when you say that you're going to lose 100 pounds. It's like, oh, yeah, you are. Right? Yeah. And then even even the aspect of I'm going to lose two pounds a week. Well, how are you going to lose two pounds a week? Exactly. You have to break it, it down even more because two pounds is a lot. You know, so that's 3,500 calories, essentially, that you have to either burn or not eat. So breaking it down even further, like, okay, daily, I'm going to do this activity or I'm going to eat this amount of food or this type of food. And you have to break it down to so minute steps that become habit that you're no longer having to set those goals because it's become habit for me. Yeah, it's just a, it's a daily routine. Correct. Correct. So after you lost the weight, everybody experiences something different when they lose weight. And I lost, it's been 11 years now. Yeah, it's been 11 years now that, um, let's see, 2010, I guess 12 years. It's been 12 years now that I lost about 60 pounds. And I didn't really, I guess because everybody's just different, I didn't really have a lot of loose skin um, much anywhere 
Um, I did have some on my on my stomach, but not not much. Um, one thing you experienced was you did have a lot of loose skin after you lost weight, correct? Correct. Yeah, I did. And that really that really bothered you. And there it is. So for me, a lot of people are like, oh, you didn't have a ton of loose skin. But if you're doing like um, push-ups or planks or just bending down and you have that droop that comes down like a, a skin apron type thing comes down, that was the part for me. I was like, you know what? I didn't, I didn't want it no more. So I wanted to get rid of it. So this was actually, I believe, the day before I had my surgery. Um, this is your surgery afterwards. Tell us about the surgery you, you had. This is the day of the surgery, a couple hours this after? Is, this is a couple hours after. Um, I shouldn't have been standing, but I wanted a picture. Um, <laughs> so you, you can see on the bottom, uh, you know, the drain tubes that are sticking out and everything. Um, so I had a, a front tummy tuck done. Uh, and they essentially just cut me open in the midsection, pulled my skin down and cut me and sewed me back together. And there is other liposuction areas that they did. They did, um, a three sec 360 liposuction around my back and my sides to kind of help contour. Um, so in total, I lost from that about, uh, I think it was about eight, eight to nine pounds of skin and fat that they've lost. But immediately after I had that done, I gained a lot in water weight just because of the swelling that was happening in that, right. those areas. So that'll take time to go down. Yeah. And, um, tell us a little, tell us about this picture. So pretty, pretty graphic, <laughs> pretty graphic. I honestly did not know I had that much skin to remove. I only thought I only had a couple inches to remove or something because you really never know. But on the bottom of that picture, there's a six inch ruler and I actually measure it completely. And I believe it's 19 inches by nine inches of skin removed, which is insane to me to that. Wow. I had that much skin removed. Yeah, that is a lot that, that, that picture, that ruler puts it in perspective. So this is the size of the skin, correct? Nine inches. Explain this one to us, this graph you made. Yeah. So people really wanted to know. And so I essentially, I just went on the computer and took that six inches, um, as a kind of a, a, a dimension guideline and then just measured it all out that nine inches by 19 inches of skin removed. And then I blurred it out for people who might get squirmish. Yeah. Right. All right. Janet, what kind of questions do you have for Sean about the surgery? So Sean, I'm sure a lot of people looked at that and said, ouch. <laughs> so tell us about your recovery. So, um, I'll tell you about the, the morning of the surgery before I even had the surgery. Um, and this is specifically for males only. So I'm sitting there, I'm all dressed up. I'm, I got my IV in, I'm ready to go. So the doctor comes back and he's like, Hey, I just wanted to let you know. So after the surgery, when you go to relieve yourself, urinate, you're going to be very black and blue and swollen. And I was like, really? What? And he's like, yeah, I don't want you to freak out. It's not going to fall off. It's just going <laughs> to look really bad. Uh, for, so for guys, we have extra an extra spot that blood and fluids can drain to, which is our scrotum, which is the, um, the uncomfortability that I had for a few days to up to a week was the weirdest sensation visually and physically that I've ever felt in my life. Um, and it wasn't because I was high on pain meds. It was just a weird sensation to have something that should be a normal size, the size of a, a grapefruit, you know, 
and just completely black and blue. So that was the the day of that I was told that the morning of. So that kind of freaked me out a little bit, but I was like, I'm already already here. Let's just do it. But then, yeah, the I don't remember getting home that day because again, drawn meds, and it was extremely painful. Um, even on pain meds, it was it was this dull aching pain that you couldn't focus. You couldn't think you just had to sit there on your couch or wherever and just try to get through it and try to sleep. But even sleeping was difficult because you couldn't get relaxed enough to let your mind just stop because you were so focused on everything. Every little move was, you feel the tension of how tight they made everything. And it was, it was a very, it was a very difficult time for the first few weeks to try to focus. Uh, I remember the first week um, I tried to work and I work from home and I can work from my laptop and even getting on the laptop and reading a computer screen for not even five minutes. I was so mentally exhausted talking on the phone for more than five minutes. I'd be out of breath by the end of that phone call that I would have to just stop and relax and just take a nap essentially. And you know, I had to be reminded from my doctor that, dude, you really need to understand that your body went through a very traumatic injury. Like we literally took 19 by nine inches of skin out of you and then did a whole bunch of other stuff. We'd put internal sutures in you. We did all this stuff. You have a giant freaking scar around you. You need to stop and calm yourself. And as a male, that's really hard because you see things that need to get done and you want to go do it, but you can't do it. And my aspect, I tried to do it and I kept hurting myself. And so I was told that I need to stop. <laughs> yeah. So it looks like you have another, another, uh, some more fan, fan mail. So say hi to them, Sean. Hi, Gary. How are you? <laughs> uh, okay. So as far as, um, I guess I should say difficulty or severity surgery, I don't really know. I'm not a surgeon, so I don't know the right way to put it. How, how intricate was your surgery compared to most tummy tucks? So, um, well, when it comes to, when it comes to women who get tummy tucks done, um, usually they're going in and doing an abdominal repair as well because of having childbirth because the, the abdominal wall will stretch out during childbirth for males. Typically we don't need that unless there's been some other issues going on, like meshes that were put in place or other abdominal injuries. So for me, it was really just, again, the cutting, um, they did liposuction around the 360 of me, the liposuction, which is normal in the pubic area, just to create that contouring. Um, but severity wise, um, for cosmetic surgeries and elective surgeries that you can just go get. It's one of the most complicated, one of the most painful and most invasive surgeries you can get. Is it something you would do again? Absolutely. It was something I'll do again. I would be definitely more mentally prepared to do it. Um, I actually did meet with my surgeon about two weeks ago and he did offer me that he wasn't really too happy with my scar line that he offered that, hey, maybe in six months we should redo your surgery and clean up your scar line. And it's not as invasive as the next one, but if it gets to the point that I feel like I'm going to do it, I'll do it because I know what I'm in for. So anybody who's wanting to do it, I would totally suggest you do it. Just be mentally prepared that it's going to suck for about a month.
And as far as our, what kind of meds you take afterwards and are you still taking meds? Yeah. So I'm just, I'm taking things like turmeric, um, natural things. I'm taking things to help with lymphatic drainage. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just really watching what I eat and to make sure that I'm not bloating up with any more water weight and just trying to massage the area to push out any lymphatic drainage. Um, the other thing that is different is that the loss of sensation and loss, loss of feeling in certain areas, because when they're cutting there, they're cutting nerve endings. And so you just kind of have this dull feeling when you touch certain parts of your stomach that you just, you can barely know that someone's touching you there. So it's weird. That's another weird side effect of it. Jan, do you have any questions for Sean? So your activity, where are you at with your activity level now? So again, as a typical male, I always tried to push myself too much. So I was trying to go to the gym, trying to work out. But then by two o'clock in the afternoon, I was so exhausted that I could barely keep my eyes open. So I had to cut back on that and just really focus on just going on walks or very light resistance training. Um, Now I'm actually back in the gym. I'm lifting weights. I'm working out. I'm have full energy again, which is amazing because not having any energy is very difficult. It's very disheartening to be at two o'clock in the afternoon and just be like so exhausted that you can't function for the rest of the day. Um, I'm actually starting with a new trainer tomorrow and uh, it's going to be leg day. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, So no, I have uh, 2022. I have a lot of goals in mind physically. uh, So I'm very excited to, to get back into it. And how far out are you post-surgery? I had my surgery October 28th. So it's about two and a half two and a half months. And when will you be back to full activity, like being able not to have any restrictions or are you there already? I'm I'm there already. Okay. Yeah. So after six weeks of, after my surgery, I was given full clearance to do whatever I wanted. Um, No restrictions, just really watching what I'm doing and taking it slow and not going super heavy on weights just because I did take two months off from lifting and you got to slowly get yourself back into it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So when will you decide if you're going to go back in for the revision of the scar? You know, um, my next appointment with him is in April. So probably in April, I'll decide if I'm going to do any type of revision. Uh, It really depends. Um, It depends on the swelling, how it looks and the visibility of the scar after it continues to fade down. Um, But yeah, right now I'm open to it. I'm not taking it off the table, but I want to see what it looks like in four or six months before I make that final decision. And what was the decision that you, what was the final decision? Was there a point in your journey where you decided that you were going to do this um, tummy tuck surgery? You know, I told myself when I, I lost my weight because as a, as a male, when I was that heavy, you know, I had the stomach where you couldn't really see your feet if you were standing. And so when I started to lose the weight and I saw how much loose skin that I could pull from myself and the amount of stretch marks that I had left over that I told myself, if I continue to lose weight and if I keep it off and if I get to the point that I just want it gone, I'm going to get rid of it. Why not? Um, And so that was really just my mindset of, Hey, if I keep the weight off, this is kind of my reward to get to where I want to be body wise. And just continue to push forward. Yeah. So 
what kind of goals do you have? You said you had some goals 2022. What kind of goals? Yeah. So um, for me, it's I've never experienced this before. And you can attest to this yourself is, you know, I've always been an overweight guy, not that super physical. I played sports in high school and stuff like that, but never really focused on the physique side of the male body. And so now with starting with his new trainer, he has his pro car. He's a pro bodybuilder. He trains tons of other bodybuilders. He actually competes in bodybuilding shows, Kyle Stevens. And I am actually going to have him help me to do a physique show, hopefully by the end of 2022 or early 2023. So I'll be working with him on getting my diet super locked in, make sure I'm on track with everything I needed to go see with him starting off with one time a week and then working my way up to multiple times a week and this hitting the gym probably six days a week uh, to get where I want to go. Cause I want to show that 180 degree circle that you can be a really obese person and with the right mind and dedication and time, you can go from this to that. That's something, yeah. that's something I want to prove to myself that I can do it. Well, good for you. That's a that's a great goal, and looks like the you, oh, look at that! You have another that's, some more fan club. That's that's my aunt Vicky. Hi, Aunt Vicky. <laughs> that's a great goal. So, do you know what competition you're going to be in? You're not going to be bodybuilding or classic, classic physique. Is that what you're going to do, you, or do you know yet? I don't know yet. I really need to sit down yeah. with him. And be like, hey, yeah. what do you think I should try out for? Because I'm really going to be relying on his expertise on what he thinks. Because uh, this is a brand new world for me and a brand new mindset of wanting to go into a physique show and really prove to myself that I can push myself to the ultimate limit of what my body is capable of. Well, I think one thing, and this is what I tell patients or friends um, when they want to lose weight or want to get in better health, uh, whatever that means to them, is I think one thing is to do like you doing and set some kind of competition or some kind of date where, okay, you know what? I just entered this competition and, you know, even sign up, go as far to sign up as soon as you can and then get on the calendar. And it's like, uh, wait a minute. So in nine months, I have to be ready for this competition. So I'd better get going. Um, exactly. It's one of the reasons I sign up for bike races and not only this, I love it, but when I do sign up for those ones, especially in the winter, it keeps me motivated in the winter to say, well, I don't like riding outside or like riding on the indoor trainer or outside when it's, you know, 20 degrees, but I've got a hundred mile uh, race in Palm Springs in February. I'd better get going. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. And, that, and um, that's kind of yeah. my mindset is, Hey, let's set a date and have that date to hold me accountable to it and just continue to push myself and to show that I can do it and help show others that they can do it as well. If that's the goal that they want to do, that they want to get in better health, look at what I've been, look what I've done. You can do it too. It just takes the right mindset to do it. It really does. I'm super proud of you. You're, you're inspiring, Sean. Um, you'll have to definitely keep me up to date. Yeah on your um journey and if you do this bodybuilding show or even if you don't we should have you back on again to just see how your body keeps transforming and remodeling because it can i can tell you just from personal experience um it can take years for your body to make changes even after you made your goal weight mm -hmm. if you're still doing resistance training or you know any kind of stress on the body to to stress out muscle development it can take years for that really to show up yeah 
Yeah, so. and that's why I'm like end of this year or 2023, you know, Kyle has his own goals on what he thinks he can do for me in a certain period of time. And I'm like, well, all right, let's see what happens, man. Right. Um, you know, let's do it. But again, having that goal and being realistic about it, because the other thing that people do is they they put such a big goal in front of them, even they have smaller steps and they're so hard on themselves, which almost becomes a detriment to them. For sure. So they have to have realistic goals to where your physical level is, and then you can work your way up over time to bigger and better goals. Yeah. And I will tell you, um, you know, I have a twin brother who's a, you know, national champion bodybuilder. And I will tell you for you to have that goal over the next year, that's a hairy, big, hairy, audacious goal. That's a really big goal. I mean, it really is. So, um, you're going to be working hard towards it. I mean, you're going to be working hard. Yep. <laughs> good for you. you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to it just for the challenge. Yeah. Good for you. So as we wind this podcast up, Sean, um, what would you like our listeners and viewers to know about your weight loss journey? It really isn't, I wouldn't want to call it a, a weight loss journey. I just want to call it a, a journey to self-discovery. You know, um, if you're not happy with who you are, with the way you look, um, your weight, whatever. The nice thing is, and the most amazing thing is, is that you can change it. You know, you can look at, you know what, I'm overweight. I'm not happy. I'm depressed. Why is that? Is it because of my mental health? Is it the way that I eat? Is it the people that I have around me in my life? So you can totally change it. You just need to examine those behaviors and what you have going on and find what is the best solution and, and be that positive person in your own life and do the things that you need to do to make yourself happy. Uh, Cause the, the mind is such a powerful thing. And if you set it to the goal of you want to have a better life, you want to make more money, you want to look better, you want to lift more, you just want better friends, better relationships. You can totally do it. It just takes your mind to do it essentially. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's an after picture of you. I think that's taken quite a few months ago, but yeah, that was um, taken a few months ago. Yeah. Um, that's just, again, awesome tattoo. I love it. But, uh, <laughs> just, just to show an aspect of, and for me, I've never had vasculinity in my arms or anywhere just because of how far weight I was. And just to have that vasculinity show up to me, is just super cool. And that's part of my motivation. Like, Hey, look at where I've come so far and look at where I'm going to keep going. That's awesome. That's awesome. So if anybody had any questions for you, what's the best way to get a hold of you? You know, they can, they can find me on Facebook. Um, it's just search my name, Sean Lloyd, look for the bald guy. Uh, <laughs> um, or they can send me an email. It's S H A. So it's my first name, Sean dot Lloyd dot, uh, dot Lloyd at Gmail. Um, or they can, I don't care. They can call me 509-993-0856. I'm pretty open about my transformation and what I do in my life. And speaking of, I, I always ask our guests what they have a passion for, but it's obviously you have a passion for health, your health in general. But I know you've got, oh, kind of a side a side passion that you really like. If you want to discuss that side passion, what is that? So I, I actually have a couple different things. So one, I, I absolutely love the mental aspect and the physical aspect of getting in better health. And then I also do mortgages for a living. I love helping people get into homes and doing that. But I also have this side business that you're referring to. So I make um, metal signs for consumers, residential or commercial businesses. And so I have a CNC plasma cutter 
that I make some, I think some pretty cool stuff. You do make some cool stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So you got some stuff on your Facebook that you've um, made. Don't you have some pictures and stuff on your Facebook? Yeah. I have pictures on my Facebook. I have pictures on my Instagram. The business name is called Creo um, custom works. Um, you can search me on Facebook or Instagram, but I do post everything on my personal pages as well. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you for being on again, Sean, let's stay in yeah. touch so we can, um, continue to follow you and, and inspire others. I really appreciate you being on today. Awesome. Thanks, John. Take care. You're welcome. Um, as always, it's been a delight to have you listening and watching today. Thank you so much. 